welcome to Her Closet Conversations. In our first season, we'll be talking about five women of the Bible and how we can relate to these women in our everyday lives. Closet Conversations is our intimate space where we don't have to hide. It's our place where we inspire women of faith, like yourself, to have those conversations that we're afraid to discuss openly. I'm your host, Elena, the creator of Her Alabaster, a wife and a mother, but more importantly, a woman God has on a journey called life. I'm hoping to encourage women through life experiences of myself and other women. So please join me every Sunday as we have candid conversations about life and our personal experiences and how we can have the courage to be vulnerable, faithing it while God unfolds our purpose. Here's our question of the week. How are you using your influence? Hmm. How am I using my influence? I believe that I'm a good steward of the influence God has given me. Do I sometimes stay quiet when I should speak? Yes. I think the area that I need to really work on is in my home. This week, I've been frustrated with my daughter. The final straw was when I received an email from my daughter's teacher for talking in class during a test. They sent me in a tizzy. Oh my goodness. Everybody knows that you shouldn't be talking during a test. Or after. Well, Missy kept saying that she had a question to ask. This response caused me to get so upset and my emotions took over. Why? Why couldn't this young lady not understand what she needed to do and do it? Why was she making excuses? After ranting and carrying on. So embarrassed now. I heard the Holy Spirit asking me if this is how I should be acting. If this was an example I wanted to show my daughter. Y'all, I really was just trying to understand what was so hard about following the rules. But in the midst, I remembered that the way I conduct myself and act towards my daughter was equally as important. I was one of the greatest influences in her life. After all, children are the greatest imitators. Seems like every time we think we have it figured out, or me at least, another layer is removed. This week we're talking about Esther and how she used her influence to save a nation. As a queen should, Esther has a book dedicated to her. Honestly, if you used to read those love romances like Mills and Bones, but not the Shades of Grey kind, or those twists of dramas, you're going to really love the book of Esther. It's only 10 chapters long, so a quick read with lots of excitement. (laughs) There was this king. Listen, before you wonder where I'm going, I'm giving a little background, okay? And he had a party and got a little carried away. Told his people to bring this queen, Vashti, in front of him. Can you imagine being paraded around a bunch of drunk men by your husband? Well, Queen Vashti couldn't either and said, no, let me repeat it. Capital N-O. Some of the little lackeys got in the king's ear and was like, sire, sir, mister, you are going to have to deal with your wife because she's going to make trouble for us in our homes. (laughs) Can't be having these women revolting, but I tell you, bad company really isn't a good thing. The king made a decree that Queen Vashti could no longer come before him again. But after sobering up, he remembered what he had done and was probably distraught, but his word had already gone forth, so he was out of luck. 
he got his officers to go and look for some beautiful young women to bring to the palace for him to see. <laughs> if they pleased him, they would replace Queen Vashti. But I guess we can just call her Vashti now because you already know once that was declared, the people were getting their daughters ready. There was a young lady named Hadassah whose parents had died and she lived with her uncle Mordecai. Well, they changed her name to Esther. She was brought to the palace and found favor with the head of the harem for women being presented to the king. She found favor with him and so she made the final cut and started in preparation to be presented to the king. Her uncle told her not to let them know that she was a Jew because they were like refugees. So women in the runnings, I say runnings because technically this was a competition to be brought before the king, literally were in training for a year. They wasn't even sure they were going to make it a whole year. Their bodies were oils every six months with sweet odors and whatever they thought would make her purified for a king. When she was brought to the king's house, she was given to the custody of the king's chamberlain. She didn't ask for anything except for what was given to her and they kind of liked her. They must have thought to themselves, this one is a winner. Listen, when the king set eyes on her, it was a wrap. He fell in love and placed the crown on her head immediately on sight. Hey, the man said he had seen enough. This one will do. Of course, you knew he threw a party in her honor. Hopefully, he learned his lesson. Now, her uncle Mordecai, he would sit by a gate and watch some of the king's close men walk past. And Mordecai didn't acknowledge them. And they got upset and wanted to hurt him. But they didn't know Mordecai had the air of the queen. Now, this is where the plot thickens. This wicked man named Haman had an issue with Uncle Mordecai because Mordecai wouldn't pay him any attention. So he went to the king and told him how the Jews didn't keep the laws of the land, how they were refugees essentially, and they needed to die. So foolish king, again, getting led astray, gave Haman the go-ahead. This man. Well, Uncle Mordecai was ready for the drama. Started acting like the world came to an end, and he got reported back to Queen Esther. So she sent a messenger to him to find out what was going on. Uncle told Esther, you will have to go to the king and fend for our people. Oh boy. Esther was so afraid. So she told her uncle, ah, she couldn't go before the king because he hadn't sent for her in a while. And if she came without being called for, she would die. Well, Uncle Mordecai said, oh, you think you're an exception? Miss, you're a Jew too. If you don't help, God will send someone else to save us. Don't you know the only reason God might have made you a queen was for a time such as this? Hester feeling the heat said, okay, okay, I need y'all to fast for three days and then I will go before the king. So they fasted. Now Esther had to be smart. So she got all dressed up. I bet she even placed some of that extra oil on so the king could smell her from afar. Went into the courtyard so the king could see her if he looked out. And you know he did. He was so pleased that he called to her. Being how he was so in love with his Esther, he asked her, what do you want? Whatever it is, he would give it to her. 
even the kingdom. This man really got carried away very easily. Esther said, if it pleases you, let me cook a meal for you and bring Haman. Now, this man, Haman, he thought he had it in the bag after this invite to dinner. And then a second invite? When he heard this, he got so excited, he even started building a gallows, thinking he was going to have uncle's neck. What y'all know about the Lord working on your behalf? That night, the king couldn't sleep and had the records brought to him. He noticed that Mordecai had stopped an attempt on his life and was never awarded. So the next day, Haman was called in by the king, who asked him, what would you give to someone you wanted to honor? Being so pompous, Haman thought the king was talking about himself. He went all out on what he thought should be done to honor such a person. Listen, when the king said Mordecai, Haman almost had a heart attack. His wife told him, if Mordecai is a Jew, you are about to be in some hot mess. Before he could get himself together, he was summoned to the palace. Oh boy. At dinner, the king again asked Queen Esther, what do you want, my love? Esther said, in exchange for my life, save my people. Dun, 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 dun. If I have found favor in your sight. The king got so mad, he was lost for words. Who could be so presumptuous to kill his queen? And where is he? The queen responded, and I imagine her, hands pointing. And then she says, this evil Haman. (laughs) Haman tried to plead, but those gallows he built were used to kill himself. Wow, I love this story. There's so much we can learn. Esther's story truly humbles me. Honestly, if placed in that situation, I'm not sure I would have volunteered my life to save others. Esther's uncle used his influence on her to make her take a risk, and she in turn used her influence on the king to save lives. Hmm. We all have influence, and it isn't just this thing we see on Instagram. We've been in training for years, preparing in our daily lives. As a mother, we influence our children, not by what we say, but how we act. How we act when we're upset, sad, happy, even the conversations we have. This shows them how to behave or not to. When with our friends and they're talking about someone that we know is wrong, do we speak up or say that they're adults and leave it at that? Or when everyone is laughing at someone, do we join in? Our influence has so many layers, but here are some thoughts we can take from this story. When you are troubled and not sure of what decision to make, seek wisdom. Wisdom from those we trust. Although never easy, always stand up for what is right, even when the consequences may be harsh. God is always protecting us and has a provision in place. Just for us, remember, to whom much is given, much is required. In a culture of where no one wants to be in the hot seat, like Esther, every situation you find yourself in, you should ask, was I made for a time such as this? (laughs) Until next week, don't forget, new podcasts drop every Sunday on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music. 
You can also find us on Instagram at Her Closet Conversations and me at Her Alabaster. Please leave a review if you enjoyed today's episode and don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Until next week, keep faithing it. <laughs>